Hi, this is Kate. I'm the host of Healthy Happy Yoga Podcast, and now I'm the host of Mindfully Parenting Atypical Kids Podcast, too. This is new, and I would love to have you join us there, review, subscribe, and share it with anyone you think might be interested. Welcome to Healthy Happy Yoga. I'm your host, Kate Lynch. If you breathe, you belong here. On this podcast, I'll be exploring the intersection of yoga and meditation with everyday life, offering tools to you that have helped me get through the day. If it's helpful, please subscribe. Please keep listening, please share with your friends, and please connect with me. Thank you so much for listening. I'm truly grateful. For this podcast, I'm speaking directly to other parents like me whose children are atypical, differently wired, and our expectation of what parenting was going to be like. And not only our day-to-day reality, but many of us, we've, we've had to set aside the fantasy of what our children's future would look like. And this puts us in a very vulnerable place of unknown. And the unknown about our children's future can be scary. Of course, parents of neurotypical kids also have this fear and no one really knows how things are going to turn out, what the outcome will be for their children, of course. And when you're parenting a child whose neurology on whatever level doesn't quite fit with the cultural expectations, these questions get big. They loom. Feeling mirrored in those around us and understood can be a very healing feeling in and of itself. But if parents are coming together, like-minded parents who understand each other and are there to support each other, really magical unfolding can occur. So this is my intention to create that welcoming space and at the same time offer mindfulness and other tools which have really helped me get through the day as I parent my son. 
and helped me to gain perspective. develop patience and really come from a more curious rather than controlling place. So I'd love to read a quote for you from Andrew Solomon who wrote Far From the Tree. He says, all parenting turns on a crucial question. To what extent parents should accept their children for who they are, and to what extent they should help them become their best selves. So, as parents of atypical kids, we do have real fears about their future, and it's important to acknowledge, to name that. I also find it helpful to do something about my fears because they don't seem to just go away on their own by ignoring them or stuffing them down. So here's a practice of visualizing and then modeling the future you wish for your atypical child. We can set an example by caring for ourselves and for others. We can take responsibility for our own happiness and our own relationships. We can actually care for ourselves first. I don't always do this. I, I could take better care of myself. Absolutely. I do argue with my husband right in front of my son. And I'm working on catching myself in the act. I'm also working hard on forgiving myself and others for not being perfect. There's really no such thing as a perfect parent. If anybody pretends that they're a perfect parent, you know there's some underbelly, right? Something lurking under the surface that they're not willing to admit. I'm working on many things. And as I do this, I'm narrating my process with, with my son as much as I can when it's appropriate. He just turned nine. So trying to do it as he evolves at the level of his understanding so that he can learn from my mistakes. Having perspective can make the trivialities of parenting feel more meaningful. So, for instance, it might feel mundane every morning to do things, especially things that take a little longer, like teaching my son to tie his shoelaces when Velcro's really available. So I choose my battles. I don't go overboard. But I might pick one thing. So I'd invite you to First, get a piece of paper. You can pause the podcast, get a piece of paper and a writing instrument. Have it in front of you. And then find a place to sit where you're comfortable. And I'll talk you through a visualization. 
So again, you can pause the podcast, you can get yourself ready. Take time to come from a place of strength rather than fear. And don't limit your child by what you see now. Dream, imagine big. We'll start with a little centering and grounding in the present moment. So I invite you to look around the space you're in, not just at your screen, but actually open your eyes and look around the space that you're in. And then notice what's coming in through all your other senses. You can close your eyes now or gaze softly at the floor in front of you. Scan your body for any held tension that you weren't conscious of before. Going through your scalp, your forehead, your shoulders and jaw, your chest, your belly, upper back, lower back, palms of your hands, down to your feet. Make any adjustments in your posture to optimize your sense of ease and groundedness. Start taking a few deeper breaths. Fill up your belly first and then your waist, and then your chest. Suspending each breath very briefly. When you start to breathe out, do it as slowly as you can and empty completely. You might choose to add an affirmation to ground yourself in the present moment and anchor to your breath. You might try, I am breathing in, and then I am breathing out. Or if your breath is longer, can inhale, I am aware of my body, and then exhale, I have arrived in the present moment, inhaling, I am aware of my body, exhaling, I have arrived in the present moment. your awareness on breath for a few more rounds and as thoughts arise and pass see if you can gain a little distance from your thoughts not trying to stuff them down or even ignore them in any way but watching them as if from a little distance like ships passing
observing them rise and pass, but not having to jump on any of them. And you can return to your breath over and over. So I invite you to start using your imagination. Again, imagine big. Don't limit yourself or your dreams to any parameters. As you feel grounded, steady, and clear, start to envision an ideal future for your child. This is your visualization. You're not going to need to share it with anyone. What does your child's ideal future look like to you? What does it feel like? You can begin writing, drawing, singing. <laughs> what does it feel like and how much detail can you fill in here? Then also pull back and get perspective. So as far as you're concerned, what is really important in a meaningful life? How will it evolve? How will your child handle their challenges and their relationships? Where are you in your child's future? What is your role? What does that relationship look like? And who else is there with them? As much as possible, just make this stream of consciousness no editing. No stopping, no pausing, just write it all out. Somehow record this ideal future just for yourself. You may be able to apply this vision to a mission statement or some sort of plan later, but that's not what we're doing right now. We're just dreaming. With the perspective, start to consider what values are most important to you. What do you believe is essential for a fulfilling life? Write that down. Anytime you want to return to simple breath pattern, to grounding, checking in with your body, notice if any tension has cropped up. 
You could sit in stillness, knowing you could pause the podcast. You could take as long as you'd like for this. Try to do it in one sitting. You can do it again, but don't put it off till later. Do it now. The next time you do it, you might have a completely different vision. So capture what that longing is within you now. Trust that inner voice. Make sure you have uh, at least a good start on your vision before you continue to listen, because I'm going to read my own list of the values and the essentials that I believe make up a fulfilling life. And I want you to have yours first. I'm in no position to prescribe what's right for you and your family. I can only share what I've come to in my own journey. So the first one I have is happiness. A level of contentment and emotional balance. That's how I define happiness right now. Second is love. Self-compassion as well as deep connection and intimacy with others. And the ability to solve inevitable conflicts as they arise. When we're bonded with someone, when we really care about someone, then we're going to have stress in that relationship. It is inevitable. If we don't care, there's no conflict, there's no stress, because we don't really care. Um, Kindness is my next one. Including a strong sense of one's own values. And, of course, empathy. Then community. I long for my son to feel that he has a broader base of support to reach out to for help with the problems he can't solve on his own. So interdependence not just independence, but interdependence. Also, community just for celebration and someone to have fun with. Then, independence. That he will be dependable and handle the day-to-day challenges of his life. Living in a capitalist culture as we do. That he'll have security and shelter, food, a job, a savings plan, a somewhat organized home, and the ability to solve small daily problems on his own. And hopefully by then he'll have some self-regulation strategies that he can reach for when he's dysregulated. Next on my list is service. Making a valuable contribution to the community in whatever way he chooses. 
I know I need to model this life that I envision so that my son can see how it works. He doesn't just pick things up by osmosis, as many kids do. But once he learns it, he's really got it. So I'm not going to expect the wider culture or even just seeing us go through our day in a ethical way. I'm not going to expect that to get through to him. Not only does he need to see us practicing all these qualities, but we actually need to explain what we're doing from time to time, narrating to him. Values have been a big focus as my son grows. I see certain things as my responsibility when it comes to raising a child. I understand that children need to be given freedom to explore and come to their own conclusions. A roadmap helps you get back home when you've been out exploring. Our values are our roadmap. I keep it simple and repetitive. I use cliches, I have to admit, because I want them to stick in his head. Kindness counts. Mistakes make us better. Patience pays. When I'm not around, I'm told that he generally uses his roadmap. When he's with me, he pushes a little to see where the limits are. I have our family mission statement posted up on our fridge. I try my best to involve the whole family and refine it on a regular basis. We need to know what we stand for as a family. Most of the time we know our way and we don't need to refer to the map, but it helps us make decisions when we come to a crossroads. Now I invite you to read your own list. Which skills are most valuable to you? Which skills did your caregivers model when you were growing up? Which skills did you miss out on growing up? Where can you seek help? Each one of these qualities that you found were essential for a meaningful life. How are you already modeling this in your family? Where is your child catching on and noticing? Where can you grow in this area? What supports would help your family to teach this quality. Now you can decide what you want to do about any of this. 
Maybe you can see that your family is successfully modeling all of these qualities. Great. Now you can put it together. See that you have a clearer picture. Continue to celebrate and challenge in measured doses. And maybe there's one area you'd like to focus in on a little more. If I'm backing off, it doesn't mean I'm giving up. It's just a matter of timing. Of course, I meet him where he's at. I continue to model, talk about the process during the daily routines. I drop the judgment and I state my expectations clearly. I feel like compassionate and gentle motivation is the way that I found works to challenge my son to grow. I have so much faith in his ability to learn. All our kids can learn and grow. We just need to figure out how they learn best. And it's often really a matter of timing and maturity. So if you've stayed till the end of this podcast, I know you understand. When we imagined our parenting journey, none of us expected this. And yet we now have an incredible opportunity to become more patient, conscious, compassionate, and happy than we ever expected. We have the opportunity to transform As we do, we can have an impact on the future of our children. Envisioning that future and actually taking tangible steps towards it can help us feel more hopeful and motivated on this parenting path. Remember to look up Mindfully Parenting Atypical Kids podcast and subscribe now. Thank you. You've been listening to Healthy Happy Yoga. I'm your host, Kate Lynch. Please share this podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast. Please connect with me on my website. I would love to hear from you. Be well.